Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. As you guys know, I believe that Michael Jordan is the greatest player to ever play basketball. I wholeheartedly believe this. A lot of people believe this. And I'm a Kobe Bryant fan, but I openly admit that because the bloody facts are the bloody facts, right? It just is what it is. Michael Jordan um, has done a lot for the current crop of NBA players that you see playing today. He really brought the mega bucks into the NBA. Although you had Magic Johnson... And you had Larry Bird who saved the NBA. Michael Jordan took it into a whole nother stratosphere. And he really brought the money into the business with the shoe deals and all of that. Jordan really paved the way for the vast majority of players that you saw come after him, right? He was a trailblazer. And had Michael Jordan not made the contributions that he did to the NBA in basketball, the league would not be what it is today. As a matter of fact, um, the ratings have never been the same since MJ retired. The NBA has yet to experience the television ratings that it did when Jordan was in the NBA. It is yet to experience that. That speaks volumes about MJ. MJ was a cultural revolution onto himself. Everybody wanted to be like Mike, quite literally. Everybody wanted to be like Mike with the ball head, wearing number 23, playing with their tongue hanging out, flying through the air. Everybody wanted to do it. Michael Jordan influenced a generation of basketball players, quite literally. All of these guys that we see, Allen Iverson, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. All of them, Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowitzki, Pau Gasol, Giannis Antetokounmpo, all of them were influenced and inspired by what Michael Jordan did. And with this being the bloody truth, one would think that NBA players who talk sports would have some level of deference and respect for Jordan. But what I'm noticing all too often these days is the total opposite. 
I'm noticing now that there's an all-time high of disrespect towards Michael Jordan. And here's the part what here's the part apart from all of those things that I just mentioned, but here's the part that really irks me. The part that bothers me about all of these negative comments that are being made about Jordan is that the people who are giving their opinions on Michael Jordan couldn't even accomplish one-tenth of what Jordan did as a basketball player. <clears throat> they could not even dream of accomplishing one-tenth of what Jordan did as an NBA player. That's the part that gets me. The new one is <clears throat> Michael Jordan was not a great defender. Let me give you guys some information here. For those of you who aren't aware, Michael Jordan made nine all-first defensive teams. He led the league in steals three times. And he won a Defensive Player of the Year award as a two-guard. Jordan was really the first player to dominate the NBA at the height of six foot six. Before that, it was unheard of. Before that, they were like, you got to be six foot eight, six foot nine, or a big man. Jordan revolutionized basketball. But now the new one is Michael Jordan is not a great defender. And here's what kills me. The people that are saying this thing, the vast majority of them have never even made an all, an all defensive team. Forget about all first. They've never even sniffed an all defensive team. Forget about an MVP. And even if they made an all-first defensive team, they've never even done it consecutive times. But nevertheless, these people feel as if that they can speak on what it is to be a great defender and what it is to not be a great defender when they themselves were never great defenders. So how would you be able to know what, what goes into being a great defender? You never did it. You can't even understand it or process it. But yet you want to talk about it. Here's why I'm getting annoyed with these dudes. You dudes, and I'm noticing this. This is something that is prevalent within the NBA. I'm a huge Formula One fan. Lewis Hamilton is my favorite driver. He just broke the internet with his recent move of going to Ferrari. I'm still trying to process my emotions over that. And he's going to be a Ferrari. And now they're going to be giving him a record breaking. He's going to be making $100 million a year. Good for Lewis Hamilton. But what I've noticed in Formula One is that all of the drivers of the modern day always pay homage to the Senna's, the Michael Schumacher's, all of these drivers that came before them. And the drivers that came before them always show love. But in the NBA... NBA players have this disgusting habit of always trashing each other. It's only in the NBA I notice this type of behavior. I got to be real with you. It's only in the NBA. And then you have players talking about the greatest player to ever play the sport as if he's just some dude. Yeah, well, Jordan never did this. Jordan could do that. Jordan can do that. Oh, Jordan can do that. Jordan can do that. What could you do? No, I can do nothing, but I'm here talking. 
Because the only thing, only thing that qualifies me to speak on Michael Jordan is that I get to say I played in the NBA. Nah, that's not enough. Most of these dudes talking about Jordan have never even been finals MVPs. Jordan did it six times. You don't know nothing about three-peating. You never did it. You never did it. How dare you speak on the greatness of somebody and what they did and what they couldn't do when you couldn't do one-tenth of what they did. This is the hubris and arrogance that exists in the world today. And they're doing all of this for attention. These are multimillionaires who are now hooked on clicks and views like IG models. They over there twerking it up, saying whatever they got to say just to get views and get and, and, and get engagement like IG models. And if it means disrespecting the greatest player in their sport, that is the major reason a lot of them actually earned a lot of money, then they're going to do it. No more ethics. Where's the standard? If these guys are the ones that played in the NBA that could talk sports, where's the standard in your coverage? Because if you guys are disrespecting Jordan the way that you do, then what example are you setting in terms of, me, uh, of content creators and people that talk about media? I think a lot of you dudes are doing a lousy job. You talk about Jordan like as if he was just some dude. If you don't mention Michael Jordan, nobody cares to hear what you guys think. I don't, I don't understand it. Jordan makes over $150 million a year just on his shoes. Now, some people ask the question, is his marketing? Well, it was the marketing of Mikey and all of that stuff. Yeah, but Jordan was actually good and he actually delivered. Hence, he's able to sell all of those shoes. He wasn't selling shoes based off of smoke and mirrors. It was because he was actually good and he could dominate the sport the way no other athlete has even come close to dominating it. And yet and still, players, again, who could not even hold Jordan's jock strap, still feel confident enough to go out there and talk about the dude. Well, Jordan could never do this. Jordan never did that. Jordan could really defend. What? Who did you ever lock up? What are y'all doing this for? You want Jordan to respond to you? Hmm? Y'all are like y'all are like groupies at an R&B singer's concert throwing their panties at him, praying that he pick one of you dudes. I don't understand what this game is all about. But this right here is disgusting to me. And it was just something on my mind. The person that built the league, helped build the league for you jokers to be making all of that money is the one that you guys go out here and constantly trash. Golly, man, men these days, men of this particular generation are a joke. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. So, as you guys know, there was a new rule, not a new rule, a rule that was implemented by the NBA where basically they said in order for players to qualify for awards like all NBA team, all defense, MVP, defensive player of the year, etc., players need to play a minimum of 65 games 
and play at least 20 minutes in those games to be able to be eligible. Fantastic. Tyrese Halliburton comes out. He complains and starts whining and moaning up about it. And he says, well, what the owners want is what the owners want. So I guess we just up here. We just up here working for the owners. Means what the owners want. And I'm like, hmm, because you guys didn't collectively bargain that. Okay. Hmm. Anyway. So he says that. Um, then some other players start coming out there and start whining and moaning and crying about it like Draymond Green. Um, and then Stephen A. Smith pushes back on ESPN and all of that. Talking about, you know, you know, um, how about you just go out there and earn your bloody salary? And you guys are the reason that this situation is where it is. So what happens? Joel Embiid plays against the Golden State Warriors and he gets injured in a freak accident. And by the way, the injury he sustained had nothing to do with the prior injury. But nevertheless, we're going to keep playing into the emotions of it all. Then what happens? LeBron James then decides on his own volition to go to Twitter and go on a personal tirade personal tirade against the media and why he feels that media members need to apologize to Joel Embiid. So let me read what he posted on Twitter about less than 20 hours ago. He wrote, where are all of these media outlets, TV media personalities, hot takes that talk so much bleep about Joel Embiid missing those games when he knew what he was dealing with. Now he's out with an injury because of it. Not one person has went back on TV or their dumbass podcast and apologize to that man. No accountability. Trash. So that's what LeBron posted. I got to ask LeBron, what is he talking about? What is he talking about? What are they supposed to be apologizing for? Joel Embiid had a history of missing games against marquee players like Nikola Jokic. The media was pointing out the facts of the matter. Wasn't the media dissing him, attacking him? That was what was really happening. That's number one. Number two, even LeBron said it. He said, um, where are all the media outlets, TV personalities, hot takes, t talk so much, believe about Joel Embiid missing those games when he knew he went, he, when he knew what he was dealing with. Good. So if Joel Embiid knew what he was dealing with, why was he pressing so hard to play all of those games to win the MVP award? Why was he doing that? Why didn't he prioritize his health? Then some people say, well, it's because of the 65 rule game rule that they put into place. Now we got to go back to the question. Why did they put this rule in place? The reason that they put this rule in place is because players like LeBron and others were totally abusing, abusing NBA fans. They would not show up. These guys would be perfectly healthy and they'll be sitting on the bench resting. Low management would stipulate, even if you're perfectly healthy to play, we're going to sit you down in as a preventative measure to ensure that you don't get injured. Kyrie Irving would show up and show, show up and then walk out whenever he decided to do it. Ben Simmons, that damn Ben Simmons, also played a role with that madness that he pulled with the Philadelphia 76ers. You can throw in Kawhi, you can throw in PG, you can throw in oh, whoever you want to throw in, Greg Popovich and all of them. But the fact of the matter is, these players created a climate in which the NBA had to sit back and say, you know, we got to do something about this. 
And then they went to the table and then they agreed to it. They agreed to it. So why is LeBron whining about something that the players agreed to? You guys agreed to it in the negotiation. So now why is it? That's the first. The second thing, are you saying that the media shouldn't point out the fact that Joel Embiid was missing all of those major games against Nikola Yo? If that's the reason you're saying it, the question is, why, why should they not do that? Why? Because they're saying tough things about him. Isn't that part of the business? Isn't that part Isn't that part of what you signed up for? It just seems like LeBron was looking for somebody to lash out at. And he just decided he was going to lash out at the media. The media, by the way, that spends their 24-hour cycle twerking it up for LeBron all week long. That's the part I don't even get. That's all the mainstream media does is twerk it up for LeBron. All. That's what ESPN essentially is. The LeBron James Network. Then you go to FS1. You got Nick Wright. You got Chris Broussard. You got this person. You got that person. All of these people are sitting up there twerking it up for LeBron on a daily basis. And then he turns around. Colin Coward and all of them. Uh, 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 Shannon Sharp. All of them. Then he turns around and attacks that very same media. I don't understand it. And then the part about it is he left it totally ambiguous because we don't know who he's talking about. The media. Who is the media? The podcast. What podcast? Are you talking about Stephen A. Smith? Are you talking about Shannon Sharp? Are you talking about J.J. Redick? Are you talking about Draymond? Who are you talking about? This just seems like another passive-aggressive post where LeBron felt like he needed to complain and whine about something. Because maybe he was bored. Maybe he got tired of counting. Maybe he decided, you know, I'm going to wake up today. I'm going to count $10 million in cash. And then uh, I'm bored. So what am I going to do? Let me just find a way to lash out at somebody. And go off on somebody because, well, I ain't got nothing else. I'm, I'm bored. Like, what was the need for all of this? And why are you making it seem like a Joel Embiid is some victim? Joel Embiid has, a, has a, 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 an injury history. He has an injury history. And yet again, he finds himself injured in an injury that had nothing to do with the previous injury. So what does it have to do with the media? What does that have to do? How does it correlate? But that's LeBron for you, man. That's LeBron for you. Uh, obviously, some of his supporters are going to be very upset with me. Uh, they're going to start asking me how much money does. And I got to just talk about this quickly before we head out. Why LeBron supporters? Why you guys got this fetish of asking men how much money they make? Off of LeBron and all of this. I don't ask you guys how much money Gilbert Arenas and all these guys make hating on, hating on Michael Jordan all day long. What is this fetish with you guys asking people? Oh, you, because I said, well, LeBron videos are not the main. They're not the main content. We have other videos that do very, very well. You guys never ask about it. You're just waiting for, oh, well, he did LeBron videos and it got views. Listen, there are LeBron fans that love LeBron that do LeBron videos that don't get views. The content is good. That's why it gets views. Period. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. As you guys know, Kawhi is my favorite player. And um, one of the biggest knocks on Kawhi Leonard, uh, justifiably, is that he's a player that low manages and has not been available for his team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, it turns out this year something is totally different. Kawhi Leonard has played, I believe, in 43 of the 45 or 46 games 
uh, that the Clippers have played this season. And in the regular season, he's averaging 24.1 points per game on 53% shooting, which is a career high for him. 45% shooting from the three, which is also a career high for him. 88.6% shooting from the free throw line. Let me go back to the fact that I just said Kawhi Leonard is shooting 45% from the three, attempting 5.1 a game, getting 6.3 rebounds, 3.7 assists, and 1.5 steals. Uh, and No, excuse me, 1.5 turnovers and 1.5 steals and 0.9 blocks. And if you watch Kawhi play in any of these games, you will know that Kawhi Leonard is actually playing some hellacious defense this year. Uh, and I think he should definitely be on one of the all-NBA uh, defensive teams. So he's putting up good numbers. Now, some people will see those numbers and say, oh, well, you know, those numbers aren't really that good. I mean, I mean, the other players that have been better than Kawhi Leonard and blah, 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 blah. Let me give you Kawhi's real numbers since December 1st. Kawhi Leonard's real numbers are 25.8 points per game he's been averaging on 57% shooting from the field, 49.6% shooting uh, from the three-point line and shooting 93% from the free throw line. Those has been his split since December 1st. Since December 1st, and the Clippers uh, since December 1st are 23 uh, and 5, if I'm not mistaken, 24 uh, and 5. They've been winning a lot of games, and right now I think they're tied for most likely making it into the first spot, uh, the first seed in the Western Conference. So what happened? Just the other day, they announced the All-Star Reserves uh, on TNT. And as I was listening to it, Charles Barkley was the one that announced Kawhi Leonard. And as he was announcing Kawhi, he said something pretty interesting, which was the following. He said, Kawhi Leonard should be in the MVP conversation. So for those of you guys who didn't hear what Charles Barkley had to say, I want to play what Charles Barkley had to say for you now, and then want to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what Charles Barkley had to say here about Kawhi Leonard. This is the West Reserve from the Los Angeles Clippers, Kawhi Leonard. Yes, indeed. His sixth uh, all-star selection uh, for the claw. Uh, 24 points a night, six rebounds, four assists, shooting 52%, which is a career high for Kawhi Leonard. Had 11 games of 30 points this year, and Clippers have been rolling 31 and, and 15, and, the number three team in the West. And we're talking all this about injuries and things. He should be in the MVP conversation. Because mm -hmm. they, I think they're going to finish with the best record in the West. Could be. He's played in 41 of their 46 games, by yep. the way. Okay. So you heard what Charles had to say. He said that Kawhi Leonard should definitely be in the MVP conversation. Now, before producing this show, we actually did a poll. And the poll, I asked the following question. I said, um, should Kawhi Leonard make the all-NBA first team if he keeps playing well? 81% of the 1,400 voters, 81% said yes. 19% said no. To me, I think Kawhi Leonard should make the all-first defensive, uh, all-first NBA team. Over Luka Doncic, all of these guys. His team has a better record. He's playing better than them. He's more efficient than those guys. And I think if he continues to stay healthy, there's no reason he cannot make it on the all-first, especially if he has one of the one of the um, one of the best records in the Western Conference, or if not the best record. And I also think that um, he's definitely going to make all-first or all-second. Uh, defensive team because he's having a stellar, 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 stellar uh, year. But then what happened yesterday, the Clippers played against the Detroit Pistons and they were able to come away victorious in that game. 
But the way that they played was a bit sloppy, especially on the defensive side of the floor. And then I came across an article from fadeawayworld.net with the following headline. It says, Kawhi Leonard criticizes himself and his teammates, explains what the Clippers must improve. And I read a little bit of what Kawhi said. I mean, the article in Kawhi said, it says, despite a recent successful streak with 15 wins in their last 18 games, Kawhi Leonard remains critical of the Los Angeles Clippers performance, emphasizing that the team has significant room for improvement. Following their 136-125 victory over the Detroit Pistons, Leonard expressed concerns about the team's defensive efforts, stating that the issue lie between the issues lie between our ears. It's between our ears. Tonight we were terrible on the defensive game uh, on our defensive game. I feel like we've been running our games off of talent, even our offensive game, it's a lot of slow pace and it starts with our defense. He then continues, we have to see what we want to be and start setting goals for ourselves. I feel like these last few games have been based on talent and we need to focus on execution. That's what Kawhi Leonard said. That was his message to his team. Listen, um, Kawhi is dominating the NBA this year. He's dominating. His numbers would be even more god gaudy if he wasn't playing with James Harden, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook. That's the reason why he's not scoring all those damn points. If he wasn't playing, if you remove at least James Harden, he'll probably be averaging 27, 28 points per game. Right? But nevertheless, he's still playing with all of these guys that can score the ball. And he's having his most efficient season from the field and from the three-point line ever. He's playing the most games that he's ever that he's played in years. His team is tied for, I guess, the number one spot in the Western Conference. If I look at the NBA uh, standings right now, let me pull it up quickly. If I look at the Western Conference standings, the Clippers are tied. Yeah, it's, yeah, the Oklahoma City Thunder have a 34-15 record. The, Clip, uh, the Wolves have a 34-15 and record. And the Clippers have a 32-15 and record. So the Clippers have just played less games. Uh, and they're 8-2 and two over their last uh, 10 games. Listen, Kawhi Leonard, to me, I think definitely should be on um, the MVP in the MVP con uh, conversation. If you ask me, who do I think are the best players in the world right now? I would say Nikola Jokic is number one. I'll throw in Embiid because he's, you know, he's, um, you know, Joel Embiid is Joel Embiid and he, he is the MVP. And I'll give you Kawhi. I'll take Kawhi over Jason Tatum. I'll take him over SGA. I'll take him over uh, anybody else you bring to me. I'll take him over Luka. I'll take him over all of those guys. I'll take him over Giannis. All of them. The only person I'm giving you is Nikola Jokic, who I think is the best player in the world, period, end of story. Uh, whether he's a superstar or not, he'd be busting all of these dudes' asses. He'd be busting all of their asses. All of them. Superstar, star, whatever star, pop pop star, whatever the hell you want to call it. He giving all of them that work. They all getting that work. Shout out to Loaded Lux. They all getting that work. So Nikola Jokic is there. Joel Embiid is there. And I got Kawhi. And he's proven it if he's healthy. Uh, he 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 is an absolute problem. So I definitely think that he should be in the MVP conversation. I think Charles Barkley is 100% on the money. But of course, the media is all about sitting up there twerking it up. And the media already decides the beginning of the year who they're going to be twerking it up all over the place for when they're talking about MVP considerations. So that's something to bear in mind. But that's what I think. And I think... Uh... Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. As you guys know, LeBron has a bunch of people in media that sit up there and twerk it up all day long uh, for him, right? 
And one of LeBron's biggest supporters over the last year, surprising supporters, uh, has been Kendrick Perkins. We then later found out that him and LeBron, I think, went to school together, high school. I don't know, whatever. They knew each other for a long year since they were 11 or something, something like that. But Kendrick Perkins started coming out pushing this thing of, oh, LeBron is a go, LeBron is a go, LeBron is a go. And we're like, all right, whatever, bro. Whatever you say. All right, whatever. Um, but Kendrick Perkins also has something that's quite interesting about him as well. Kendrick Perkins also has this thing where even if he knows you and she supports you, if he feels like you trying to take shots at him or whatever, he going to go back at you. And he ain't got no problem calling out names and going at dudes. With former friends that were athletes or not, go look at him and Kevin Durant. Go look at him and James Harden. Kendrick Perkins don't be playing, right? That's the one thing I give him. He will go back at some of these dudes. So what happened recently, LeBron went on Twitter recently, less than 24 hours ago, and he wrote, where are all the media outlets, TV personalities, hot takes that talk so much bleep about Joel Embiid missing those games when he knew what he was dealing with? He then doubled down and said, now he's out with an injury because of it. Not one person has went back on TV or their dumbass podcast and apologized to that man. No accountability. We produced the show about this. So what happened? Our editor sent me um, a clip this morning, and I got the and I got to give the credit to Ticket TV because I was unaware of this. Because I couldn't find this tweet, so I had to go to Ticket TV to, to to see the tweet. Shout out to Ticket TV. And he said, Kendrick Perkins goes right back at LeBron James. And I'm like, what? So I look all over Twitter, I couldn't find the tweet. So basically, I had to screenshot. And I'm going to read it to you. Kendrick Perkins wrote this yesterday at 12.59 on Twitter. He wrote, yesterday, it was the players blaming Embiid's injury on the 65-game rule. Today is the media getting the blame. Which one is it? And we don't do subliminals where I'm from. We put a name and an address on it. At King James. So that's what Kendrick Perkins had to say in response to LeBron James. Folks, I'm all here for it. I am all here for it. You see, LeBron has to be very careful. And I'll tell you why. I'm going to call it like it is. The major reason a lot of these NBA fans believe that LeBron and Jordan is an actual thing has nothing to do with what LeBron is doing on the basketball court. Instead, it has everything to do with what these media plants are saying on LeBron's behalf. Nick Wright, Shannon Sharp, Colin Cowherd, Kendrick Perkins, Chris Broussard to a certain extent. These guys. These have been the ones talking about LeBron. Jordan is one. LeBron is two. Or LeBron is the gold. Jordan is the, they're the... They're the ones pushing the narratives. And if LeBron decides to turn these people into his enemy and of course Gilbert Arenas and all of them if he decides that he's going to turn the media into his enemy it's not going to work out well for him because these are the guys that protect his image these are the guys that built his image and the moment he starts going at them 
and they start turning and saying what they really think, the house will come, the, the house of cards will come tumbling down. And it will not work out in LeBron's favor. Trust me. These guys are the reason some of you dudes think that him and Jordan is, is, is a real thing. It's all based off of smoke and mirrors, folks. And they're working overtime. A lot of them. Gilbert Arenas, all of them. They're working overtime to convince you dudes, the impressionable few, that LeBron and Jordan is a thing. They're working overtime. Overtime. So to see Kendrick Perkins call out LeBron, even he's getting fed up of his nonsense. And even he's like, bro, like, if you're going to be saying all of this, put a name on it. And I agree. Who are these podcasts you're talking about? There are only so many. Is it Shannon Sharp? Is it J.J. Redick? <clears throat> Is it Stephen A. Smith? Is it Gil's Arena? Is it whoever else I'm not remembering? Who is it? Who is it? Who are the people that said it in the media that were criticizing Joel Embiid? Is it Stephen A. Smith? Is it Michael Wilbon? Is it Skip Bayless? Is it Keyshawn Johnson? Well, who is it? Who are these people? Because if you're going to go that far, you might as well go ahead. Just like Kenya Martin said. <clears throat> I remember when Kenny Martin said, when he was describing what it's like to play against Kevin Garnett. And he said, Kevin Garnett be so fired up. He'd be like, these MFers can't deal with me. And then Kevin Perkins was like, Kenny Martin was like, well, put a name on it then, man. We all out here. Who is the who are these MFers you talking about? You keep saying these MFers, these MFers, put a name on it. Who is, who are the people you talking about? Because it's only us on this basketball court. You keep saying all this, this, and this, and that. We here saying the name. Is it me? Is it him? Is it him? Let's know. If you're going to say all of that, then say the name. But LeBron would never do that. But to see Kendrick Perkins turn on his man like, not turn on him, but get fed up with him. You know, it's a problem. And what I know is that the agreement is they all got to say nice things about LeBron. Here's what I mean. You remember the time Shannon Sharp went on ESPN first take a number months ago and called out LeBron when he was like, Miami didn't play any role on his with his success. And Shannon Sharp caught that backflash. Do you know that Gilbert Arenas got upset and said, why is Shannon Sharp talking negatively about LeBron? And I'm like, is the agreement that Shannon Sharp is only supposed to say nice things about LeBron? And then a few months later, Gilbert Arenas is now on Shannon Sharp's show every week. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what? How did that happen? How did this happen? Is this a click? Do y'all work together? I don't understand what's what's going on here. It's quite it's quite clear to see what's going on. But for Kendrick Perkins to push back on King James and say, put a name on it, I gotta ask, put it who, who are these people you're talking about? Who are these people you're talking about? It's like somebody walk in the room. We all in here. Y'all whoop everybody's ass in this room. All of these dudes are soft. Every one of these dudes in here is soft. All of y'all are soft. And somebody's going to be like, yo, who, who are you talking to? Who is soft? Who? Anyone, who, what, who? That's what Kendrick Perkins is saying. Say the names. If you're not going to say the names, then shut the hell up. 
then go sit down. Because if you're going to go that far, go all the way. Name the names. Call out the people you're talking about. Oh, but boy, I can't. I, I, oh, I just cannot wait. I just cannot wait. LeBron James better be careful. This is the year 2024, exposing lies and truths. You better keep your mouth shut because you don't want these dudes to turn on you. Ain't nobody exempt. Ain't nobody exempt. So chill out with it. You got your man Kendrick Perkins going at you. you better take it easy. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.